the man. Welcome back to another edition of the Power Podcast. This week, I'm joined by Bertie. Hey, how's it going? And Forty. Evening, fellas. And him. Guess who's back, 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 back again, again, again. Hams is back, back, back to your friend. I don't have any friends to tell. Uh, friends of the podcast. There we go. Hello, all pod people. All right, so we're back. Let's jump straight into a round of results. First in the Shield, um, it saw the Guildford Hours getting a 44-40 to 40 victory Oof. over the Asquith Magpies, uh, which books them in for a round of... Uh, one of the finals berth. I think they finished top... No, sorry, they missed out on top four. They finished fifth. Um, so elimination final coming up this week. Uh, sorry, I got a bit of a cold, so um, you can probably hear that coming through. Uh, then into the Ron Massey Cup, which saw the Wentworth Magpies go down 18 to 30, but um, beautiful bow. He knew what was on. Um, to get the uh, minor premiership, um, he banked a, a field goal a couple of weeks ago, and um, they, they win that competition. Same uh, competition points, but one um, point differential. on the points differential oh, that gets them over goodness. the line. That's impressive. Exactly one. Um, so they finish first in that competition. They'll take on Asquith Magpies this coming uh, round. Uh, then on to the Jersey Flag, which sees the Eels 40 over the North Sydney Bears 18. Um, so having a consistent team... Um, Makes a little bit of a difference, doesn't it, guys? Oh, yeah. Just a touch. What is it, five wins in a row now? Yes. Um, so it must be said that they were out of finals contention a while ago, so the pressure's valve was off. The Canterbury Bulldogs um, but approach. Still, um, but still tries to Sione Fanua, Afualo. Uh, Louis got a double. Um, sorry, Fanua got a double as well. Uh, Tapatau Tai and Nebatella Evu all getting tries. And then Bailey Biondiodo was five from six and Afualu one from one. Oh, one from two, sorry. And Sinbin for Dean Barnes. Um, naughty boy. There was a couple of naughty boys for the North Sydney Bears on the weekend. Yeah, there was one really naughty boy coming up. Yes, so into the uh, Canterbury Cup which saw the Eels uh, beat the Rabbitohs 26-16. to 16. So they locked themselves up in a final spot, which was helpful because I think New Zealand on the weekend. Um, so we had the potential to fall out of the eight, but they came up against first place and got the win. Um, four tries to three. Try scorers Will Smith, Tep Maroa, Tim Matter, Ethan Parry. Um, and, of course, the Rabbitohs having one send-off for Dean Britt in the 42nd minute, um, a late swinging um, to the head of Jamin Salmon. We saw him concuss before he even he was gone. Uh, got halfway yeah. down. Yeah. Um, did you guys have anything else to add for that one? No, not really. Just, you know, again, what a, a consistent team can do in reserve grade. There hasn't been too many um, injuries and only sort of Fergo injured and Nathan Brown suspended. So having that regular team on the field, having a regular 6-7 uh, and Tim Manor in there, Matt McIlwick in there, um, beating fir- beating first coming into the round, so that's big for them. And um, they've had a couple of scalps in in recent weeks, so they're um they're, yeah, they're, they beat the dogs who were going into the round of second. Yeah, who are now fourth, and the Rabbitohs um, were first, now second because they both lost the twenty. So they they could make some noise in the finals. Absolutely, if they can, you know, with it being um, uh, assuming it's Tim's last year. In, at the club, and and we know it's uh, went, the affiliation with Wentworthville in uh, reserve grade. That's um, in its final year. Maybe the boys uh, getting up for it. 
and sorry, then on to first grade, which saw the Eels go down in golden point, 17 to 16. How does that feel, 40, to never touch the ball in overtime? Oh, I mean, I've been on the other side of it, and it's real nice when you, you, you know, score the golden try or golden touchdown, whatever you want to call it. But, yeah, it sucks when you don't get a chance to reply, doesn't it? Oh, God. That was um, so try score is three tries to two. Uh, make a Sivo, Blake Ferguson. Blake Ferguson, unlucky for um, having one taken off him, but uh, unfortunate rubber the green there. Kate Evans also in the minute. That's his first try in Eels colours. He, deserved, he deserved that. I was calling it in the game thread on the Discord as well. He, um, he deserved that 100%. That was a good effort. And then Mitch Moses, uh, not great night. One for three, but it must be said those two were from out wide. One penalty goal, and we didn't get a chance for a field goal. Uh, Sinbin, Anthony McCulloch, obviously being sent. Uh, Sinbin in the 47th minute off that break, and um, yeah, for the tinfoil Broncos fans, I'm sorry, that's always been a um, yeah. uh, Sinbin off a break when you're the last line of defence. You can't do that. Oh, jeez. Um. So all in all, I thought we we really tried to to go down our left edge, which probably wasn't the great um way of dealing with the Broncos, given they um, uh, had Alex Glenn on the other edge uh, to which we could have attacked, um, but just lacked um, a finish to sets um, in the first half. And then in the second half, we sort of came home with a bit of a wet style after that. Sinbin uh, had the Broncos a bit gassed. Uh, we certainly could have won it just with goal kicking, obviously three tries to two um, over the top, but We'll, we'll learn from that. Um, we've had two rough games in a row. Uh, we've got another big game coming up this weekend at home. Um, and plus, we're guaranteed a home final at uh, Bank West, whether we, um, we we need to win by, I think it's 11 this weekend, to jump uh, mainly into fifth position. Isn't it so, four? Because of the two-point swing, the two-way swing? That's correct. So, yeah, if we win by four, we're, um, we'll, we'll jump them, something like that, four or five points. Oh, no, no, sorry. We need to win by 11 points. Do we? Someone, yeah. Oh, someone, someone twenty-two said, points ahead. Okay, someone said there was something different earlier in the week, so maybe they scored something else. I'm, I'm dumb. Sorry. Scratch no, that. All good. All right. We'll jump in, Birdie. What did you think of it? Um, just it's the story of our season. I'm a story of season. We just send, seem to make uh, players have their best game when they play against us. You know, Danny Levi, and I'm talking about Darius Boyd now. Like, can't believe the old man could run that far and. He has the blinder of a game. It's just, I don't know what it is. I wouldn't say he had a blinder. I'd say he had one run, and that was about it. But, um, yeah, but he, high IQ play. Make him stay around for another two seasons. <laughs> take up all their caps so we get uh, Mr. Oh, yeah. uh, I just want to thank everyone who liked that tweet. You know, that was just a shit toss tweet. But, uh, yeah, it's just, I don't know. I was frustrated because I just knew as soon as Klein was the point referee, this game was just yeah, going to be someone, someone posted this. That I think they're 25 or 27 under Ashley Klein. So I'm not I'm not you know calling conspiracy theories, but they happen to mesh well off his officiating style. And you just knew like for Fafita's first run, he made he broke like three or four tackles. You just knew like no no one wanted to tackle the bloke all day all games. Like he had fifty. I don't know if it's true. He had fifty tackle breaks. Like some teams struggle to get that in a game. You know the bottom teams like just no one. And then what summed it up in Golden Golden Point? Um, just Sean Lane. Just I don't know. I hate Sean Lane, but he's just watching. Segiaro on the ground, I'm like, I'm screaming at the TV, dive on him, you know? It was just, I don't know, I was frustrated. Like, uh, I thought we did all right. You know, Fergo tried his best. It was just a, sh- it was a shit fight in terms of like, uh, I don't know, I'm, I'm, I'm speechless for that game, to be honest. It's just, I hate, because I'm so used to NFL, like, you know, you get the right to reply um, when the kicker comes out. Uh, 
field goal. But yeah, field goal, yeah, but like because it's any scoring play for rugby league. But yeah, if they if they'd scored the equivalent of a touchdown, yeah, like, yeah that does it, need to change. Oh, for sure. Even if you just call the draw, like you know, um, I, I'm a, I'm a big fan. Oh, I'm not a big fan of draws, but I I, I don't think in regular season games after eighty minutes, that's it. That's that's the score. If you need a winner and a loser in finals or in state of origin, you don't have golden point. You have ten extra minutes. You don't. You know. You don't. It doesn't matter if you can kick. Doesn't matter how many points or how how you score those points in those ten minutes. But whoever's ahead of those ten minutes, they they're the winner. You don't do golden point. It's just, you know, as we saw on Friday night, only one team gets a ball. How is you know, how's that fair? I want to go down through the soccer, how they do it. Like, they play enough games early on in the year. There's no extra yeah, time. Yeah, but first, first past the post matches. is big in soccer. That's why. Yeah. That's why. But it's just, it's not fair because legitimately, it's like, they got two points. Like, it's just frustrating because, like, at least give us a right of either do the 10 minutes where it's literally 10 minutes and whoever's leading or just don't have it at all because it's not fair for us, essentially. Like, and even if we did win, I'd be, gee, we got lucky. Brisbane didn't touch the ball at all. You know, we made... But even then, usually the first set you defend a goal point, um, you're a great defensive set. But they made 80 meters, 90 meters. So look, we didn't deserve. I to mean, win, but. that was almost entirely off the back of the David Fafita run. They hadn't gone that far prior to yeah. him bloody carving up our team, though apparently illegally, um, according to Graham Annesley. So, oh, we deserve it because we, you know, we ended Warriors' season and you know, <laughs> sacked Carney. So yeah, we deserve everything we get. Yeah, um, but the the thing with that is like. It, it, in the end, it does become a field goal fest. Like we saw uh, Jared Hayne a few years back against the Dragons, kick, nearly kicked a 55 meter field goal. Like, how is that fair to a team if, you know, someone's a freakish talent or. But we saw on the weekend, it's 15 minutes out, becomes a field goal when the, the Raiders v Sharks go. Yeah, it was. Yeah, five boring. field goals kicked. I mean, but, but that's, to me, that's still part of the 80 minutes. That's not. You know that that's part of the eighty minutes. Whereas if you add on the extra, I, I don't I don't like golden point. I just I don't think there should be extra time regular season and then golden point at all. That's why I just take a draw and have extra time in, um, in the finals because you know you never know a point can get you in the eight. You know a point can win you the minor premiership and you know if you go to extra time, you don't there's a chance you get nothing. So I'd rather just get a point. A um, couple of positives to come out of the game, though. Reed Marnie playing the full 80, uh, which was nice to see. We didn't have that break where, you know, we all go to shit. And then Blake Ferguson coming back. I know he wasn't the 250-metre band, but still he scored one freakish try and then one almost freakish try as well. i tell you what, um, we could have rested. I'm not, I'm not saying... This was a game that would have worked with the, the one-man advantage that we had. It would have been nice to have a fresh thing there. But I'm just, like, with... Reed and resting him. It would have been interesting if we did because we had Tacker on the bench. You pop him in the middle, give him that Joseph Paulo role. Our halves could have played wider. In a sense, hypothetically, it that system would have worked better on paper because we had Tacker on the bench who can act like a third half. It, it, I'm not saying it's the right thing to do, but it would have been interesting if we did do it in that game because... You get the halves playing a bit wider, and then you get them playing as the full sort of the full back, and Takarangi is the first receiver. You don't really, you're still losing Gutherson out there, but there's still that ball playing option a bit wider. 
So I'm, I'm glad we didn't do it. But oddly, that's one of the games that we could have done it, and I don't think it would have disrupted us as much as it has uh, in previous games. Anybody have anything else to add? Uh, Just onwards, upwards to mainly? Uh, well, I really like... I fun- thought... Sorry, 40. I've spoken enough. <laughs> I was going to say, once again, Kane Evans and Junior Paul are really pleasing for me. Um, that combination continues to flourish, and it, it's looking, regardless of who we recruit, uh, I know we've been linked to Campbell Gillard in the media quite a few times recently, but regardless of who we recruit moving forwards, that looks like a really good combination for us to build around. Um, but uh, the the negative for me, like, aside from um, everything we've talked about and all the other stuff, is that it was another week with a, a dead spot in the bench. In this case, it was um, Penny Terepo who had like absolutely zero impact on the game. And it just you know leaves me a little bit annoyed that we're not doing something more uh, beneficial to the team with that spot. Uh, but aside from that, I think it's not a silver lining by any means, but something that I've, I've taken a little bit of um, uh, positivity out of is that in the last two weeks we have not played good football, but we've met one of the more informed teams in the Dogs and then another finals competitor in the Broncos, and neither team has been able to run away for victory. So at least we're digging our heels in and playing some tough footy, if not anything else. I've got another thing. Um, I don't know if it's Brad Arthur, the coaching's fault or the players, but they sh- they saw Katoni Staggs come off his line every single time, cheating the fence. No one had the smarts, you know, that's, kick that's him on, behind. Or- that's got to be on the halves. Like, at some, I know the coach has got the message out too late there because it came out in, like, what, the 68th minute or something like that. Uh, but the when, when a guy is consistently cheating as hard as Katoni Staggs was, at some point, Moses Brown and, and to a lesser extent, Marty and Gufferson – you know, just as far as an identification thing, need to say, okay, he's cheating. Let's, you know, either shift early or throw a short ball or kick him behind. You know, just mix it up somehow. Or go to our right edge and, and or alternatively up. go to the right edge. Yes, but they obviously felt either uh, like Hamish was speculating that it's a tune-up for the finals by using our left edge that much, or they like the uh, the lane for feet to match up um, with the ball in hand for us because we kept going to Sean Lane and unfortunately he dropped the ball once or twice. All right, well, I think that about wraps it up. Uh, oh, but for, um, uh, just a positive, uh, sort of a negative and a positive. I think you could see in the first half when we weren't allowed to play the way we do with offloads, con- contrasted to the second half, when we were able to offload in the second half, you could tell that uh, there's just a difference in the team. Like, And it, it comes down to our lack of consistency on the fifth tackle option is that from tackles two to four, we have to throw the ball around a little bit because on tackle five, you know, we still want to throw the ball around, but at the same time you have to kick it um, for the end of the set. So it's just, it's, yeah, it's, it's interesting there that, you know, as, as much as Moses has improved, that's still a big part of his game. And I think that's, we're also having another inconsistent, uh, uh, not inconsistent and inexperienced half in Dylan Brown on the left there is that, it's sort of, yeah, it's it's a bit it's a bit of an odd combination because they do work work well together, but it seems like Dylan should be the one, or you know, the opposite opposite half to Moses should be getting the ball in the last, kicking it to a corner, kicking it dead, and then setting from there. Whereas Moses, you know, and he should is he wants to run the ball, get his hands on the ball, and just try and see what he can do there. Sort of a, I don't know how to, I'm, I don't know really what I'm trying to say there, but there's something there, I, th- I think. One. Maybe. <laughs> I don't know. 
uh, one last thing I wanted to just ask you guys is that they're allowed to send a field goal upstairs, aren't they, to the video? Uh, yeah, it's yeah, reviewable. Yeah. So why they didn't do that? Because they didn't want to, yeah. Broncos did yeah. have been the Unfortunate for Gutho, but like a wall's been out, it's, but that's just the nature of the NRL. They, they focus on one part of the game for, for, you know, five, or... five, ten games, yep. and then it's gone. Um, and especially in this game, I, like Bertie, it's not even that there was a wall there. It was that Darius shifted across and tackled Gutho off the caught ball it while he was trying yeah, to run he, through. He caught it instantly on the, in the Discord, and it was so egregious. You know, it was you know good eyes from Birdie there, but yeah, it was such an egregious um wall, and the fact that they missed it. Ugh. That's why they should sign Darius Boyd to AMK. <laughs> See, that, that's the master plan, Build boys. Exactly. All right, well, let's... Uh, move on to the news, which uh, first one off the rank is uh, the awards last night. So Ken Thornett medal overall, Mitch Moses winning it. Um, Well-deserved by um, Moses after the comeback year. Obviously, there's been um, media around about him being told he has to pull his head back in. He's done that. and has played pretty consistent footy. Um, what did you guys think? Anyone? So what award what is it, Ken Thornett? Yeah, Ken Thornett yeah, for oh, Mitch Moses. Well, um you know, I've said in the, the couple of pods this year uh, that our winners have gone over on the next year. They haven't replicated their form, so hopefully he can break the duck and continue to build off this. Because if you look at it, you know Alvaro won it last year, and like he hasn't had the greatest season the year before that. Nathan, oh, Nathan Brown he had an injury the year before that. Manu Mo and he went like it just seems as if they don't repeat the efforts, and hopefully you know he, this, he can break the streak, but. You know, who else could have got it? Like, he's been unbelievable. You know, his goal kick alone, he's pr- like, I'm surprised this year he's kicking in the high eight. You know, in the past, I've been slating him, saying he can't kick crap. You know, and it's just, yeah, he's, he's just explosive. And, you know, I don't know anyone else deserves it. You know, he's leading the tries. Like, he shouldn't surely get uh, Dalian Halfback in the year. And, if, you know, if he does get it and he didn't get the Ken Fournette, it would have been a bit weird, you know. But, yeah, he deserved it. And if we're going to, if we're going to slate him when he does something bad, you're going to praise him with this. So, well done, Mitch. Yeah, he's not the finished product yet, but there's no doubt in that he's improved this consistently greatly this season. So that's nice. Uh, and you know, the, the I think in a in a good team, he's been in the upper echelons of that team. Uh, Sean, I think he mentioned on the night of his interview of um, Channel Nine or Fox Sports, I can't remember which one it was. Uh, this was prior to him receiving the gong. Uh, he mentioned Sean Lane and I think Gufferson uh, as well as potential candidates. Uh, so yeah, but he um very deserving. And yeah, hopefully, you know, he continues to grow and continues to build that partnership with Dylan and Reed and Guffo and takes us deep into the finals this year, ideally. But if not, you know, we have a real tilt at the uh, top four next year. And then on to the coaches award for best back, Clint Gutherson. No surprises there, really, yeah. is there? I mean, Maker Sebo could have taken the double, I think, there, maybe. Um, but uh, Fergo had too many games out. Uh, and aside from Same that. Same with Jennings. Yeah. Django, Django too many games out, so... He yeah. played every game, eh, Guffo? He hasn't oh, missed one, right? And he's, he's for, by, by and large, he's had a fantastic season. Just he had one or two down games in the middle, and that was it. And then, sorry, the back would be Sean Lane for the coach's award. The forward. The forward. Forward, for, forward sorry. Forward, not back. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you know, um, Junior. Kane Evans didn't spend his time in, uh, in reserve grade. Yeah. He could have been up there, Junior Paulo. But, yeah, other than those... Sort of two. Yeah, Brownie, else Brownie missed too much time. Um, I mean, does Reed Money count as a as a forward? Um, he would have yeah. been a 
Was there a most improved award or something like that? No. No, there's the the coaches awards, the rookie of the year, and then the Ken Fournette. Surely Jenko, man, he's last season. Most, this season, he's, most you know, improved he's in a professional environment seems like a bit of a slap in the face for the most part. <laughs> <laughs> it's a back. It's Maybe a back. Comeback. It's a back. Like, yeah, comeback, comeback player of the year comeback, is different. Yeah. But uh, most improved is a bit of a backhanded compliment. It's like, yeah, oh, like he's, he, you're rec- he's done. Like compared to last season, you know, he, I wanted him out the door, and this season he's replied superbly. Oh, he's he been just real good. Deserves a bit of recognition for that. You know, even Kane Evans. You know, I called him a bust. You know, a few podcasts. He's a like, legend now. He's he's, he's um. We're talking now, uh, now, he's, now I'm seriously thinking about like we should like. Extend his contract for another year or so, like a, a cheap but Okay, a community award went to Nathan Brown. He had a terrible time after the shoulder charge, but yes, yeah, he's done some fantastic work. So that's um, that's not a shock that he got it when you see the the stuff he was doing, and he's a good bloke, so it's good. And then rookie of the year maker Sivo, pretty simple that one. Yeah, pretty obvious. And then Blue and Gold Army Player of the Year, Mitch Moses, taking that one out. Again, you guys voted for it. Uh, then on to Jersey Flag, Bailey Biondiono. Did you guys want to touch on Bailey? Um, yeah, it's big of him to, um, you know, he's still only 18 years old. He was SG Ball eligible and played uh, all year in Jersey Flag. They come um, back down from Queensland after a year back up there with, I think it was the Northern Pride. That sounds right, um, yeah. Yeah, so for him to come back down, um, play all game, you know, he's only a small bugger too, so he's played tough. Um, obviously a big compliment coming from the coach himself, so um, he's been recognised there. There's some been um, some strong contenders, although I think he's... I think he's the only player, or he might have played the most games this year for our Jersey Flag team. Um, not too sure how many more there would be because there's been a couple of promotions, injuries, um, young guys brought up from SG Ball. So, no, big, big congratulations to uh, Beyond Diodo there. Yeah, like Cam said, he's, he's a very good game manager for his age. Uh, he's on a small side and he's got maybe a little bit of room to grow, but he's never going to be a big half by any means. But he plays tough, um, you know, kicks well, passes well. Uh, and, uh, you know, he's been really good for the team. And I don't think it's a coincidence that the team has gotten better as he's sort of gotten more comfortable with uh, the 20s. So, yeah, deserved award. And then we jump into uh, the Jersey flag player of the year. Vaya Tapatato. Oh, uh, yeah, Bailey Biondiato was the coaches, sorry. That's right. So, Vaya Tapatato. Or Vaya Tapatato, sorry. Yeah, Vaya Tapatato. Yeah, uh, surprised me this year because I was expecting um, Kyle Schneider to be sort of the, the half, oh, not the half, sorry, the hooker all year, uh, possibly cap, you know, captain, vice captain there. Um, so, Vaya's done particular, fantastically, uh, moved up into reserve grade for a couple of games there. Uh, you know, passing out of dummy half is very crispy, doesn't mind a run. Actually, I think that's um, he catches out some lazy markers there. So good on him, and he's you know with him coming back sort of the past two months, big reason why they won five in a row at the end there. He's a tough, tough competitor. Um, he's got the positional versatility to play a little bit of that you know defensive lock role as well, which he's been used at times. Uh, but he's been in our system for quite a while, and he's been dogged by injuries for a bit. So it was good to see him really string it all together this year. And uh, I think he'll be. Uh, Potentially a piece for the uh, the Canterbury Cup team next year. He'll be in the yeah because 
there was a um, when Jersey Flegg played uh, Manly at Blacktown a couple of weeks ago. He played in that game, um, and then was actually in a Wenty reserve grade team warming. Uh, I believe Jersey he played. He played them, earlier so. in the year as well. I think he got at least one game. So yeah. So, so um, you know, good for him. We need uh, hookers coming through. We don't have a backup hooker for next year. Can he be that player? Probably not. I, I don't think so. But he could be um, third drop. And with the way hookers play and how much they defend and have to play 80 minutes, um, having a third hooker in your 30 or your development six um, is needed. Well, we'd probably have to make him D6 because as Penrith showing this year, the rules are pretty loose when it comes yes. to getting promotions when there's guys that are still eligible to play for the development squad. So, um, yeah, as long as you spin that enough, he's probably getting the play in front of whoever's on the D6 if you need to. And then we move on to the uh, ISP Cup Coaches Award, Greg L. Oh, that was a bit of a surprise. Um, but, you know, credit, I mean, that obviously shows a bit of um, off-the-field off uh, work ethic that we probably haven't seen before, so it's good for him. Um, but yeah, there's no doubt in Greg's ability to score tries and post really impressive offensive numbers. So, um, yeah, you don't get coaches awards like, you know, out of a hat. So he's obviously done well. Good on him. And then on to the ISP cup player of the year, Andrew Davey, um, come from, was it the Blackhawks last year? Second row? Yeah. Townsville Blackhawks. Ham, you want to take this one? This is your guy now. Yeah. I've, um, sort of wasn't big on the signing at the start of the year. I thought, you know, there was other players there that, um, maybe more deserving of a spot given his age. Um, but he's come down, he's worked really hard on his game, uh, worked hard on his physique, and he's a smart footy player. You can tell he hasn't come through the system because he's he's just that little bit different. You know, just the way he plays the game is a little bit different. Um, he seems to... It's hard to say because when, when you watch the games and everything, you, you definitely see it that... He seems to, it's sort of like when the English players come over. They they haven't been trained to play a certain way. So when something new comes along, it just completely breaks um, everybody's the way they play. He runs he runs a really smart line. Um, he's got a bit of ball playing runs in him. A... He's pretty quick for a second rower. Um, sort of he can play that second row center sort of position there. Um, Really good defender. Um, I, I hope it's. I wouldn't have said I, if if you asked me eight months ago or seven six months ago if I thought Andrew Davy would resign a contract, I'd say definitely not. I wouldn't even want him here. But you know, if we give him another year on that lower end, sort of twenty five to thirty, I wouldn't mind because uh, we don't have an, an edge player for next year. I think um, you always need age. In your squad, not necessarily uh, someone with experience. We saw when we brought in David Gowrie, he'd only played, you know, I think it was about 50 games across five, five to ten. I don't really know how many seasons he played, but it wasn't many uh, first-grade games there. So, But just having that bit of age in the team, uh, I think it can really ground the young guy. Perspective. That, yeah, perspective. He's worked from, you know, outback Queensland. So... Whereas some of the guys have come from, you know, they've been in 14s development, 15s development. They've had all that training all up until then. Um, so just to have that different perspective, 
Um, just a bit of an older head around. Yeah, I think I think a groundsman. I, I think that's we need that next year, and especially with a lot of the young guys coming through, having that older person, like older mentor around, will help them a lot. And Craig Sultana, the person of the year. Salt is um, a yeah, good good bloke, great for the club. He came to us from Melbourne. Um, has done a lot of work for us in our football program, so that's pretty fitting. And then one little bit of breaking news. Um, I don't see where it's verified, but um, the headline is Jennings passes on Bulldogs to agree on a two-year deal with Parramatta. Um, so it doesn't seem to be confirmed, but um, that's an early report and something we're just talking about. So, Bertie, you should probably be happy with that one. Yeah, what Jennings? Yep, yep, that's correct. No, yeah, and that was George Jennings. <laughs> Actually, Robert. <laughs> no, I didn't know if it was George or um, yeah. That's what I was. Thinking. Or it's the, it's the older brother, the one that doesn't play footy, but we've all seen him in extracurricular activities, <laughs> um, doing scootily poops. Um, oh, that. <laughs> <laughs> allegedly, <Okay>. allegedly. <laughs> um, all right, well, let's jump on to the first week of the finals in the South Wales Cup, which we'll see in the Shield. The Guildford Owls in fifth, taking on the Asquith Magpies in eighth. So a rematch the week they played, 3pm at H.E. Labutt Field on Sunday, the 8th of September. Then on to, um, sorry, Ron Massey Cup. We've got Wentworth Vac- Wentworthville Magpies taking on the Asquith Magpies, 1pm at H.E. Laybutt Field, Sunday the 8th of September. Um, you'd expect them to get a win here and go back-to-back again. Um, Jersey flag, no Eels playing in that uh, grade. We've been out of finals contention for a while. I think we only finished three points back, so... Um, so many games they squandered. That's so frustrating. <laughs> yeah, but the yeah. thing is, like... Um, yeah, I'm just having a look. Yeah, three points from eighth spot. But we had a lot of uh, young guys in our team. Like, or as previously mentioned, Beyond Diodo is 18. Uh, we had young Dave Hollis, Sam Hughes come up, uh, young Etowale Louis. Um, so, you know, you can work off that. There was a couple of 19-year-olds in there. So, um, you know, it puts them in good stead for next year if they uh, keep on. So they could, they could push the top eight. I don't really know much about other teams. But from what I know about Parramatta, I reckon we could definitely push for a top eight spot um, as long as those guys stay on. And, you know, it all depends on promotions and injuries. And there's a lot. And then on to the Canterbury Cup, which will see the Panthers in fifth position, taking on the Wentworthville Magpies in eighth position, 10.45am at Campbelltown Stadium or Jared Haynes House, as it's more uh, well known. <laughs> how, about, how about Robbie? Robbie giving the shout out there too. I love that. Uh, when he announced that he, um it'd be his final season, he um his, sorry his last game at Campbelltown, he uh, subtweeted did he subtweet or just like tagged Jared saying you know uh, I think he just tagged Haynes yeah. House or something yeah. like that. Ta- ta- tagged Jared Haynes thanks for your house. Play at your house or something like that. <laughs> <laughs> the one the one good thing he's done in fifteen years before, yeah yeah um, I'll give it to him. How good is it that he's named on the extended bench? So it'll be the uh, the the play of the last two um, great selfish players in Paul Gallon and Robbie Farrah potentially <laughs> taking place out like heart this weekend. Um, yeah, we'll see how that goes. I, I can't see him playing on a broken leg, but stranger things have happened. And then we get to first grade pub slot Friday, six p.m. The Eels at Bankwest taking on the Sea Eagles. Um, us in sixth position, Eagles in fifth position. Uh, we went down. The, you didn't go through the Magpies team. 
We don't need to go through the Magpies team, oh. do we? Okay, fair enough. We know who's there. We've we've seen it every single week, haven't we? Uh, that's true. Get out to Campbelltown, everyone. If you want to see Tim Manor play, get out to Campbelltown. There you go. Yeah, potentially Manor's last game. Um, obviously not named in first grade. Uh, but um, he'll get a taste of finals. What the big outs raced on Tetmaroa, um, which we'll get to in first grade. But um, and David Gower's named starting second row, so it looks like they might be going for a, a tilt here. Penny Terrapo at thirteen. Oh, he's up against. Oh, this is going to be a slaughter. Hame Sele, the the greatest lock in the world. I don't know how he's going to do it, Penny, but he, <laughs> he'll have to have his best game of his life. Um, all right, sorry. On first grade, Eels taking on the Sea Eagles, 6 p.m. on Friday night, uh, Bankwest Stadium. Um, so the big outs for Sea Eagles, of course, uh, Jack Goshkweski, uh, Morgan Sandra Boyle, and uh, Tom Trebojevic, uh with Brendan Elliott slotting in the fullback. But quickly going through that team list, Brendan Elliott at fullback, George Tafua and Ruben Garrick on the wings. At the centres, Brad Parker, Moses Sully in the halves, Dylan Walker and Cherry Evans. Forwards are Adam Fenor, Blake and Marty Tapao at hooker, Appy Korosau. Then the second row is Corey Waddell, Curtis Sirenen and Jake Trojevic. Then the interchange bench is Manasi Fainu, Sean Kepi, ex-eel Sean Kepi, Lloyd yes. Perrett and Taniella Paseka. Uh, the extended bench, Lachlan Crocar, Funa, Cust, and Ola. Yeah, I give up on that one. Um, then on to the Eels just list. Before, just before you go on the Eels list, before you said Sandra Boyle? Yeah, I said Morgan Sandra Boyle. Yeah, who, who's Sandra Boyle? <laughs> Do you mean Susan? Oh, there we are. That's what I was after. I was close. <laughs> yeah, I was like, yeah, Sandra, because I, I had to Google it, and apparently Sandra Boyle makes everyday quilts. Well, I was I was giving her a shout out, but you know, you try to peek behind the curtain too much there, Ham. <laughs> Breaking the fourth wall. <laughs> Trying to peek behind the blanket, the quilt. Yeah, yeah everyday quilt. <laughs> <laughs> At fullback, Clint Gutho on the wings, Breaker Sivo and Blake Ferguson in the centres. Michael Jennings, Waka Blake, Harves, Dylan Brown, Mitch Moses in the first, Kane Evans, Junior Paulo. And Reed Marnie at hooker. Then the second row is Sean Lane, Manu Ma'u, Marana Kore. Interchange is Brad Takarangi, Dan Alvaro, Ray Stone, Tepai Maroa. And the extended bench is Dave Gow, Will Smith, Penny Terrapo, Josh Hoffman. Only one player is unavailable this week, being Nathan Brown. So what a change from last year. Um, uh, great work from the uh, football department to have a uh, fit team uh, ready for week one of the finals next week, but we're hoping they can take this as a, a real finals match this weekend and, and get one over Manly after they pulled our pants down a bit through the ruck last time. Um, how are you guys see it playing out? Do we do we think, te- uh, Tepo, do we think Murata starts after the little reshuffle we had last week? It might be Alvaro again, yeah. I don't think he can start Murata. I just think he'd be That's lost so in the, the shuffle. Yeah. Because, you know, you want – because Murata is very much an attacking player – you want him making hit ups and tell tell David with... Feet about it. He crushed him. Yeah. He did. He smashed him. Yeah, that's true. But I'm um, you know you want the ball in Murata's hands when he's on the field. No, you're right. You're right. With with the way Paulo and Kane Evans are playing, he doesn't get that's that true. third fourth tackle run. You got to give it to those guys because of the way they're playing. So I don't I don't think it's. Um, Good for the team for him to start. Plus, we need that impact off the bench. Look at the bench there. Like, there's not much. Like, um, you don't need game changers on the bench. You want some. You want players to come on 
and immediately start working. That's what Murata does. I, you know, I love Ray Stone, but he sort of need he warms into games a little bit. Um, who else is there? Tepai Morales. Tepai probably get ten minutes. Um, I don't, I don't like put, that. I don't like Tepai's English on the bench. By the way, that was no, not at all. I, I don't. I don't think it's right either. I th- there's there's other players that we have. Um, that would be much better on the bench, even if you know you don't have to go four forwards there. I, I would use Tim uh, Manor or Oregon Kafusi easily, like yeah, or you know, if even if you wanted to, you could have a, a Will Smith on there or a Jamin Salmon. Or, yeah, I just I, if you're only going to play someone for ten minutes, is it really worth it? You know, even in bringing Andrew Andrew Davy, Sam's man, you know, have that edge option, yeah, edge option. That's true. So. Yeah, I don't like tips. Who, who was the final player on the bench again? Ah, Alvaro. Alvaro has to start. You know, he. you don't need to pass him the ball. It goes to Kane Evans and Junior Paulo. He can only he can be on there for, you know, uh, defensive work, which Danny's pretty good at. So um, I, I don't. I, it doesn't work for me with Murata starting. Yeah, did you want to add anything there, Forty? No, I think Ham Ham cracked it pretty well. I agree with his um insights on the bench and the or the starting bench rotation combination. Um, really don't like Tepai on the bench. Uh, he's given us nothing for the vast majority of the year, but especially in recent uh, recent games where he's been involved. So that's disappointing. Uh, uh, but you know, Manly are there to be beaten, regardless of like Tepai been on the bench or not. You know, no Tommy T, and honestly, they're they're a team that's been punching up a bit like us too, to be honest. But uh, I think we can get them in the forwards in front of a packed uh, bank west, and and you know give our if they give our backs any sort of platform, we know what they can do. So just hopefully we don't we don't beat ourselves, which has been the case for the last couple of weeks. As much as the refs has also influenced the result, but it's been mostly us beating ourselves, and that'll be an important hurdle for us to jump, given the finals are two weeks away. Yeah, sorry, I kept on jumping out there. Um, Bertie, what did you have to say? Yeah. Just what you guys said, uh, I don't know why Tep's on the bench. You look at their bench, you know, um, Lloyd Perrett and Paseca, they're, you know, they're massive human beings. And, like, you look at our bench and there's no big boppers there. And just, you know, you've got to counteract that, like, or, or otherwise it's going to be, like, exactly the last game we had where they were just running through us. Like, and they're a big squad. And Tep, I, what does he offer? Like, I would have liked if Fusi was there, you know, another biggish body there. And, yeah, I don't, I don't know. Just once again, the bench. Even see, oh, once again, like I don't think Takarini should be in the team. I think Salmon should be there as a bench utility. But you do have faith in VA, I guess. I think Tacker's probably earned his place on the bench, uh, on the back of his play this year. I'm Forgot not Tacker. <laughs> Forgot Tacker was on there. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I think that if we'd made other moves earlier in the year, uh, roster wise. And development-wise, maybe we wouldn't be at this juncture with Tacker on the team, but I think he's by the same token he he um, earned his spot in the team. So on the on the back of you know getting a bit of fortune with selections early on, so yeah, he 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 does have my eye on the team. Tepai really is where I'm scratching my head as to what what he can bring like, offer us because unfortunately his last few outings have amounted to like six or seven runs a meter off like two runs a game on top of multiple errors. So you know, and like. I'd like to see Tacker brought on a little bit earlier. He has, he is in a per, per, he was in a purple patch of form. There, yeah, I don't think he's played sort of that 
way all of his career he's been a sort of a solid player sort of an average player which is still all right you need them in your team but you know he's been red hot recently and i i think um with his ball playing skills and an offload and um you can change so many shapes on that left hand side there you can have um Dylan running off Tacker, you got a short ball from Tacker to Jennings there. We can run that old play that we used to do with Manu um, out the back to a half or um, hit the short ball to the centre there. Um, you know, there's so many options there. I And especially with Manly's back line, I think that, you know, if you bring Tacker on, he could play 50 minutes there. So, you know, you bring him on about the 30-minute mark you change your attacking shape a little bit on that side. You can still put Lane out on the edge there if you needed to. You can move, you can move players around and attack, and we've shown we, we do that um, fairly often. So uh, it's something that can be a bit different, and you know you can shape to play the long side with Moses or Dylan and Moses on the right side, and then that way you can hit the short, you can hit the blind side with Takarangi uh, hitting a short ball to Lane. It's really something that can... Um, throw doubt into the opposition mind and you always want the more you make the defense think and the more decisions they have to make the more wrong decisions they're going to make so i think you know, we could have used tacker a little bit better I, th- I think we can still use tacker better um just bring him on earlier because we know he can play 80 minutes so there's no reason why he can't you know play 40 to 50 minutes at, in in the on the edge on the second row there all right, well, I think that wraps up that part, and then we go into predictions for score and first try, Bertie. Yeah, first try scorer, I'm going to go with um, Wonga Blake, and, and uh, I think we're going to win 26-18, and um, yeah, I think this is a great game, to be honest, like in terms of like sideline to sideline, and there'll be hardly any breaks to play. Well, that's what I hope, so, so we can tie out forwards, but um, yeah. A very high-octane, fast-paced game. So. And 40. Kane Evans to back up his uh, breakthrough try for Parramatta. I like it. He's going to get first first points. Uh, We've we got to beat Manly, man. We can't get swept by Manly this year. Uh, what What's the differential we need? 12? You know what? We'll go yeah. uh, 32 to 8. And to, to you, 40. <laughs> Yeah, forty. Yeah, I'm sorry, sorry, my my brain is so fried at the moment. <laughs> nah, all good. Um, first try scorer on the back of winning the Ken Thornett Medal, Mitchell Moses. Um, and we will we'll be up by ten with a minute to go. Mitchell Moses will kick a field goal, and every and it will send people into wonders about how is the system going to work so we'll end up fifth with Moses kicking that field goal because it, I believe it goes then on to uh, points four and we have scored more points than Hooray for shitty so. defence and great attack Yep, exactly um, So yeah that's what will happen I like, that. I like that scenario here <laughs> Take it to the bank And your first try scorer Mitchell Moses Okay. You really? How much? Your, your brain is not just fried. I haven't had any. Out. I need some. Oh, wow. <laughs> <laughs> um, then I'm on thirty-two eighteen with uh, Blake Ferguson first try scorer. Um, all right. 
NFL starting this weekend. Woo-hoo. Cricket starting this Wednesday. How do you see it, Bertie? Yeah, I can't wait for an NFL season. Yeah, the boys. Um, Cowboys have got a uh, Giants Monday at say three in the morning or six in the morning. Um, you know, it should should be dubbed like they've got rid of their best player, and you know, um, the Cowboys. Surely the defense will just you know, I don't know what what's Eli. You know, he should he got he got a nasty hit last year in the first time, and yeah, hopefully um. Uh, what else? That's it, really. Oh, uh, soccer's finished for just for the international break now. Uh, transfer windows are all closed, and for the international break, so there's nothing first at the moment. And yeah, that's it, really. Uh, yeah, go Cowboys. And forty. Well, my boy John Snyder pulled off one of the heists of the century with uh, the Genevieve and Clowney trade. The um, thanks to the unique circumstances behind um, Clowney not signing his uh, uh, what's it called, the franchise uh, tender. He didn't sign that, so he um, had a lot of power as far as where he could go to uh, for a potential trade, and he wanted to go to Philly or Seattle, and Dwayne Brown, who we traded from the Texans for a couple of, couple of years ago, got in his ear and got him to Seattle, so that was awesome. So we play the Cincinnati Bengals at Seattle. That should be a hopefully be a good win. Um, aside from that, uh, myself in 60s, even though I wasn't actually on the audio recording, I was there doing the tech stuff, sat down with uh, Sean McElduff, who was the PNRL chairman, uh, we spoke about the importance of the upcoming uh, AGM, which is on September 10th at Bankwest Stadium in the Cumberland Hall, which is not sponsored by the Cumberland Faro, unfortunately. Um, and yeah, that's it. regarding the three constitutional reforms that they're trying to push through uh, for trainal uh, elections on the PLC board and alongside the uh, postal and uh, and electronic vote, I think. And uh, what was the third thing? Now I've forgotten, but yeah. The, so if you're if you're a eligible member for voting, which is three continuous years of Parramatta Leagues Club membership, make sure you get out there. Uh, once again, the Cumberland uh, Lounge at Bankwest Stadium on Tuesday. I think it's Gate F is entry, um, but the, all the details are up on uh, the Parramatta Leagues Club website. I'm sure Parry has also held it, so you can listen to that interview on thecumberlandfro.com and also go visit all that stuff for the vote. See you guys out there for that one. And just to confirm, uh, constitutional amendments need a seventy-five percent. That's right. So, uh, yes, vote. so we need a big turnout because uh, it's literally free free votes for every one nay vote, and um and it's understandable so because constitutional reform is very important. You can't just have that stuff being passed through, uh, willy nilly. But yes, if you if you care about the future of our club, and um not seeing the you know, the absolute shit fest that was uh you know prior twenty sixteen and, and prior with the two or three boards, including Steve Sharps and prior. Um, yeah, get out there and vote for the constitutional reform because it'll go a long way towards making sure that Parramatta uh, never fall into that sort of mismanagement. And then on to you, Ham. Um, so with all of you talking about your um, precious NFL, I've given up on the Packers already. I'm not going to do anything this year. Mate, My the first game's on Friday at 10.30. <laughs> well, you've literally done nothing. Like, come on. Have you even won a game so far? I uh, know. I'm. I'm a. I'm a. Yeah, they have. They, they have won. I only one care about the preseason. Game, no, 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 two preseason games. Preseason games don't I count. You, you literally won nothing of matters to me. That's the eighty-yard field that um, got him, turned him off. No, the only reason is because I forgot that um, Parramatta have their junior trials up next week. Um, so I'm putting all of my hundred percent focus onto them. Um, I've got no time for any other activities, no other sport, because it's rugby league year-round, and there's nothing better. 
All right. Then <laughs> um, <laughs> on Sorry. to um, uh, I I. I, I could be accused of um, playing too much uh, Call of Duty, and that might be the, the reason for my poor performance tonight. Um, <laughs> but, uh, no, I'm going to blame the cold tonight. Um, then we've got cricket on Wednesday, I want to say. Steve Smith comes back. Um, and then Friday, 10.30 a.m., so hopefully I'm finished up. I've got something to do in the morning for work. And then I'll train it back into work, so hopefully I can watch that all the way in on the train. And um, cheering on a Packers win against the Bears um, the in the Bears. first round of the NFL. The Bears. Yeah, it's some, something ridiculous. I can't remember what it is. It's like 200 and something games played between them, and it's almost even. Um, yeah, madness. And yeah, well done. Well done on um, Clowney, 40. Yeah, that was, I mean, very unique circumstances behind it, but uh, pass rush was a big need, and all of a sudden it puts us back into you know genuine contendership for the NFC West and hopefully you know the postseason. Well, the rumoured teams were um, yourself and, and the Eagles, and I think uh, Birdie might have had a fit if they went to the Eagles. Oh, if, if, I, would have, oh, I don't know what I would have done, man. I would have been fucking went off on that or some shit. Like, seriously, man. Seriously. They've, like, got a pretty, on, they've got a pretty loaded front seven as well. So, um, we've what had, about uh, – sorry, go on, footy. I was going to say, we had a really great linebacking group before that with uh, Bobby Wagner, Michael Kendricks, and uh, KJ Wright. And um, now with the, the D line fixed up, that's real promising. But yeah, what were you going to say about the boys? I was going to say, what about um, Houston offering two first rounders oh. for a left tackle? It what? just shows the retirement of Andrew Luck, what it's done. He retired, he had no protection. So, and yeah, and, the, and now with that, they're, that one, them on the protect um, their boy, uh, Sean Watson, Sean Watson yeah, alongside, there's now a, 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 like an opening in the um, their division with the. The Colts taking a step backwards, you'd think, without uh, Andrew Luck, but um, yeah, that's they're 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 all in two two firsts and um, all the other stuff they sent, so they're all in now. Like, I well, hopefully he's my um my quarterback for uh, for fantasy this year. So fingers crossed, they keep being protected. <laughs> all right, I think that'll wrap us up. So hopefully, see you out there on Friday night at six o'clock. Get that um leave pass from work signed. Um, nice and early. I'm going to be leaving work about four-ish um, to get out there. And, um, yeah, hopefully we get a win. Um, bit of a bolster after the last two losses, close losses. And uh, take that into the round one of finals, whether we're playing fifth or sixth, we've got a guaranteed home final. And then we have to play, if we finish fifth, it's the loser of three, uh, sorry, I want to say 2v3. But if we finish sixth, I want to say we play the loser of 1v4. I think so. Okay. I have no idea. But just, just when we're not under the McIntyre system anymore. No. And, and don't forget, you have to buy your, your finals tickets. Uh, you, you can't get in off your uh, your club pass. Okay? But members will get confusion. first chance. At first yeah, members' priority. I think they get a couple of hours window. Um, at on, gate. Oh, at gate. Is that right? What? There'll be a pre-sale for members, I'm, I'm fairly certain. Yeah, that's, yeah. What, that's ticket, what I was getting to. Sorry. Ticket members, and it'll I, be on the Monday, and it'll, it'll uh, probably either be uh, like your seat or something similar to it. I imagine. So, like obviously with um the price of the the final, so I'm not sure what that's going to be. It'll probably be at a premium. All right, well we'll catch you on the next Power Podcast, and hopefully we're cheering for another win by the the Blue and Eels. <laughs> Cheers, it, boys. Have a good night. Blue Get well, Hamish. Cheers. Bye.